Amen, amen, amen. Praise God, Lord. Bless you all. May be seated tonight. Amen, amen. Praise Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. We welcome everyone tonight to our Bible study tonight. Praise God. So glad to have you here tonight. You know, pastor's absent. He should be back with us uh, um, Sunday morning. He should be back with us Sunday morning in church. So we're going to get right into our Bible study tonight. But before I get into our Bible study, um just want to quickly um, go over briefly. We're in the discipleship project for... I'm assuming that most of us that are here have already have a book or receive a book that weren't here last week. We handed out the books last week. So if you did not get a book, just raise your hand and uh, we'll get you a book. Um, we just want one for one family. So um, we have a very limited amount. So if possible, and we can, if there are families and we can share the books. Um, then one, but you didn't come with it. <laughs> Amen. You have to make sure you bring your books to the Bible study. We're going to be using the book throughout the Bible study. So if possible, you can remember to bring it. Please remember to bring it. Um, I want to just quickly go over the fill-in from last week. Um, in chapter 2.1, we did last week, 2.1, developing spiritual discipline. Discipline in uh, the privilege of prayer. And um, if you have your book, I'm just going to give you just the filling part of the book. Um, the first one um, is, as children of God, we have favor. So that first missing word is favor of the Father. And that's A, or number one. Um, in the same one there. Through the new birth, so that missing word there is new birth, we have been adapted by our Father. And then we go down to B, which is number three, the other one there. The love of the Father is found in the intimacy of the spiritual led prior. So prior is that missing word right there. And then we're going to flip over to page 18. So the next page, that's C, that word there is humility, the willingness to learn however requires humility, so that's the um, filling word there, and then we're going to skip down a couple of lines and go to D, which is number five. If our prayers are small and lack creativity, it may be because we have a small view of brilliance and majesty of our Creator. So the missing word there is Creator. And I think we have one more. And if we go over to page 19, that will be E. Persistent would be, persistent prayer is a sign of fate. So that's um, persistent prayer is a sign of faith. So those are your filling for last week lesson. Um, this week lesson, we're going to be continue on the developing spiritual disciplines, the privilege of sacrifice, and our scripture reading will be taken tonight from Hebrews chapter thirteen, 
We're going to be reading verses 15 and 16 from Hebrews chapter 13. Um, If you have your Bible, iPad, your iPhone, Hebrews chapter 13, verses 15 and 16. Amen. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. He said we should offer up by him only. We should offer up the sacrifice of praise continually. It didn't say partially or sometime. It said continually. That is the fruit of our lips. Given thanks to his name. Verse 16 said. But to do good. And to communicate forgiveness. Not for. For with such sacrifice. God is well pleased. So the verse of scripture right there is telling us that. With our lips, using our lips, communicate with God. It's a sacrifice what we do unto God. So when we praise God, it's not something that we should take lightly. Because we do doing a sacrifice unto God. The scripture let us know that King David, he trusted military, he trusted his military advisor, Joab, cautioned him. And we know Joab was, um, he was the chief commander of David's army. So King David put his trust in, uh, Joab to command him or to give him advice before he goes to war or before he does anything or before he does anything rather may the Lord your God be multiplied the troops a hundred times over and may your eyes of the Lord the king see it but why does the Lord the king to do such a thing in spite of his earnest plea King David already made up in his mind he would take a census of the troop of Israel. But um, even though he have Joab as his advisor, and King David, as we know, he was a man after God's own heart, as the Bible said. King David, he, do, he was a man of praise. He wrote at least 75% of the Psalms in the book of Psalms. David was a warrior. He was a fighter. He was never failed to go to war, afraid to go to war, so to speak. Ironically, it was David who planned his hopeful affirmation of God' deliverance. Some trust in chariot and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God, and that's in Psalms twenty, verse seven. So he know very well that he take the census demonstrating a lack of faith. When King David finally realized his folly, he repented before God. I have sinned greatly. 
in what I have done. But now I pray, O Lord, take away iniquities of your servant, for I have done very foolishly. That's in Second Samuel 24, verses 10. But it was too late as a result of his imprudence. Israel received a harsh judgment and plague declined 7,000 people before the Lord relently. The prophet, God, the prophet God had came to King David again in order to give him instruction from God. Go and erect the, make an altar. And he said, when you make an altar, back in the Old Testament days, you know, in, in uh, the law days, you would have a sacrifice that they would slay an, uh, uh, an animal to bring as a sacrifice. But that was in the old days, or in the old age, so to speak. But we, we, we have changed from that, because we're now in the dispensation of grace. And because we're in a dispensation of grace... Things are not the same. We don't go with try to get an animal to use for a sacrifice unto God. We go to God, you know, make a sacrifice unto God, and we 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 we, we repent of God. God made it so easy where there is an altar that has to be created. So once the altar is created, then all you have to do is to make that sacrifice, go to God and say, Father. Forgive me for my sin. Father, I have sinned against thee. You know, it makes it much easier so we can come to the throne room of God. We can come to the altar when we sin against Him. And when we come to that throne room and we make that sacrifice, we, 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 we don't, you know, we know that we're trusting a God that is faithful and is just to forgive us of our sin. Amen. In spite of what goes on with David, David trusts God in everything that he do. David didn't want to pay to to get a sacrifice. David wanted to go to God because he know that, you know, David is the kind of guy that was like this. If you need something... And you're willing to present something to him. You want to know that he's paying for what you're offering to him. Than to get something that you're giving him. So, you know, it, it, it's a it's, it's way of saying, you know, this is what I chose to do. We find that out in the world that we're living in. Materialism is one of the things that we get so caught up in. We get caught up in materialism as Christian and as non-Christian. We, we, we try to get things to fit our needs, so to speak. We want to be like the Joneses, if you know what I mean. We want to have the big houses. We want to drive the nicest car. We want to have a lot of money in our pockets. You know, we want to be able to get what we need with our, you know, get caught up. And this is why the Bible says we should be not of the world. For all that is in the world is the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. If we get caught up in the materialistic things of this world, then even us as Christians are going to get carried away also. Now it's going to take 
us away from not making that sacrifice because now we need it our way, not God's way. Remember the Bible said to whom much is given, much is required. So therefore everything that we do in life has to make, we have to make sacrifices. We have to make sacrifices to, to, you know, it has its good and it has its bad, you know, but if you're doing sacrifice in the good of God, then God will make sure what you're doing, you will be rewarded. And by you being rewarded is by you praying on a daily basis. That's why the Bible says we should pray without ceasing. We should fast as a part of sacrifice. We're sacrificing, you know, abstain from food for a few hours, a day, a few days, or whatever time you can, you know, allow to do so. You know, we should able to witness to others. It's a sacrifice because we're taking all this time out of our schedule to, to say, okay, God, you know, you have done so much for us. So the least that we can do is to give you back a little portion of what you have done for us. And by so doing, you know, we're making the sacrifice unto God and God will make sure you know, we are where he needs us to be. You know, it, 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 when we get caught up in this materialistic world, it, it, it helps us to, you know, it makes us miserable. We're just not content. Even us as Christians, you know, we get caught up sometimes in the materialistic things of this world. And, you know, sometimes we find that things are just not working the way it needs to work. Or things are not happening the way it needs to happen. So because of that, you know, we, we, we don't put our trust or our faith in God anymore. You know, we put our faith and confidence in this world or in the things that are in this world. So when we put our confidence in God, then God will make sure, you know, nothing good he said will be told from them that love him. Amen. Amen. In an effort to make the gospel message more portable to pleasure, the Oriental Society, Christians have cheapened the gospel to have a misrepresenting the sacrifice commitment of the cross. So therefore, when, when we as Christians looking for a cheaper way or the cheap way to go, we, we, we lessen the effectiveness of the gospel. And this is why Paul said in Second Timothy that we should study to show ourselves approved unto God. A workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word. Because when you know how to rightly divide in the word, um, it makes it much easier that when someone trying to part something your way, then you should know that this does set the word of God. This is not what the word say. Because now you're, you know, constantly knowing what the word say and you stay connected with God. When you stay connected with God, you make that extra sacrifice by praising God. You don't have to come to church to praise God, but yes, when you come to church, the Bible says if you don't praise them the rocks are going to praise them. You praise God when you're in a home. You praise God when you're in your store. You praise God when you're driving. When you make these little sacrifices, these little things the Bible says, it dwell in the praises of his people. So once you praise God in everything that you do and you make these sacrifices unto God then God will make sure you will be rewarded. Amen? Amen. Sacrifice is something that you know, we should never see uh, take it politely, but we should consider it being a privilege when, 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 when we you know the Bible said we are a privileged people we are a royal priesthood we are a holy nation we are privileged so when we are this privilege and making sacrifice we know that we are sacrificing unto God and not unto men Amen? Amen what are some ways you have seen people try to cheapen the message of Christ 
by trying to deny that there is a God. By high power, they may, they may say, well, you know, they, I don't have to go to church to serve God. I don't have to read the Bible to, you know, to, to, uh, to be a Christian or to be saved. So that they find ways to, to fit their, 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 their ways and cheapen the way to say the gospel is not important to me. So therefore, you know, if the Bible say this, I can say that. Just like in the Bible when God made Adam and Eve and when both of them were in the garden, it was just one word that was changed. So, you know, people will find words to say, okay, let me take this word. Those shall not. And, you know, if God gives you a command that, you know, you should, you just obey what God said and not one man said. Because if you do that, then you find that you're going to be taken away from what God intention for you. Why do you believe some people are tempted to do so? People are tempted to do so because they just want to suit their life that they're living. And this is why we're saying, you know, don't get caught up in the things that are in the world. You know, don't get caught up in the things that will take you away from God. Because the more you get caught up in the things of this world, the way it takes you, the more it takes you away from God. So the more you can, you know, get yourself sheltered in the arms of God. The more you can get yourself, you know, find a place where you can, you know, fellowship one to another. The more it will keep you closer to God. Amen. If you were to describe a casual Christian, what would you, what it, what would he or she look like? I'm pausing for a second there because just just think about it for a second. If you should describe a casual Christian, it may be one that. I just don't want to have nothing to do with church anymore. It may be one that said, these people are too holy for me. Um, I don't have to praise God the way they're praising God. I, I can just sit back and just be cool and praise God in my own way. A casual Christian. Now, if, if you're talking about somebody that, 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 that wants to make sacrifice unto God, then that person now won't be a casual Christian because now you know that the only way it can be blessed is by putting something in. Just like, you know, if you don't work, you don't get paid. So if you don't make the sacrifice to go to work, you won't get paid. So if you have the choice to choose between righteous and unrighteous, you're going to choose righteous. Why? Because you know that's right for you. Now, if you work for me and you said, okay, you want to get paid, you only work 25 hours and you need pay for 40 hours, you can see, there's no way that can be. So, you, you, you have to sacrifice everything that you do in life. As a Christian, we are commanded to pray fast, read our Bible, study, witness, let our light so shine. Do the things that are righteous and holy in the sight of God and in the sight of man. Amen. So we have to do these things as Christians and don't be like those casual laid back Christians. The issue of a casual non-committal Christian is a serious matter. In, in fact, Paul referred to this type of people as enemies of the cross. People who are more focused on temporary pleasure than external hope. 
And that's in Philippians 3 verses 18 through 19. Philippians 3, 18 to 19. In such a church, the world find a cheap covering for its sin. It requires still less and real desire to be delivered from sin. Cheap grace, cheap, cheap grace is grace without discipline. Grace without the cross, grace without Jesus Christ, is a cause of discipleship. If we are truly followers of Christ, experience blessing in this kingdom, then we are embrace the privilege of sacrifice because the champion of cross instead of enemy of the cross. So we can be, you know, a champion of the cross instead of being an enemy of the cross if we obey what the scriptures say and if we do what the Bible commands us to do. Amen. The, con- the contemporary cultural example of love reminds you of con- covenant. Remember, a covenant is an agreement between two persons. So if, I, if I'm in a covenant with my wife, I'm going to make sacrifice to make sure my wife is satisfied in everything that she needs. I may not be able to fulfill all that she needs, but my goal is to make sure I'm able to work, sacrifice, provide a shelter over her head, Provide food in her, for her. That's a sacrifice that I make. Because I'm in a covenant with my wife. If you're in a covenant with Jesus Christ, He doesn't expect less. He expects you to do more and not less. Because the more you give unto Him, the more, you know, God will, you know, bless you. The more God will keep you. The more God will sustain you. The more you give unto Him. So the more you can sacrifice to God, the more things will flow smoother in your life. If you just live laid back and just don't care about life anymore, then you won't be blessed. You won't be able to accomplish things in life. Because why? You know, the things that you get so centered in, the things that you get so caught up in, it's taken away from the things that you should be caught up in. So if you should be a Christian, be like a Christian. Sacrifice. Let your light so shine. Do the things that are required of you. And this is why the Bible said the fruit of the Spirit. Once you demonstrate the fruit of the Spirit of Jesus Christ in your life, you're making those sacrifices. Let others know that listen, I'm not going to be of this world. I'm not going to do the things that are in this world. Yes, I'm going to live in this world. But I'm not going to get so caught up in this world. Because if we do get caught up in this world, then it's going to take us away from what God intended for our life. And if God intended for our life to be holy, we should be holy. If God intended for our life to make sacrifice, we should make sacrifice. If God intended for our life to be an example, we should be an example. If He said, let your light so shine before men, we should let our light so shine. Because we are sacrificing unto God and not unto man. Amen? So the more you can sacrifice unto God, the blessed you will be. The more God give you and the more God will open the doors for you. But when you don't make any sacrifice, easy come, easy go, you won't be able to be successful in life. Just like my son, if he grows up and he said, okay, I want to be uh, a great basketball. I want to be like LeBron James. I want to be like Michael Jordan. And he doesn't go on the field to make sacrifice to do any kind of practices. He's never going to get there. 
So you have to make sacrifice if you want to be a champion of the cross. If you want to be a champion in this world, you have to make sacrifice. You know, Michael Jordan and all those other guys, they didn't come up and be where they are by just going and just win games. They sacrifice and continue to work on it and they get better at what they're doing. Why should we do less as Christian, our child of God? We should know our word. We should study our word. We should familiar with the scripture. We should know what does set the Lord. Because if we don't know what does the Lord, when the enemy comes in, we're not going to know how to, you know, defend ourselves. Because why? God is the one that will protect us. And if we cast all our cares upon Him, the Bible says, He cares for us. He died for us. He died so that we can have life and have it more abundantly. So the only way that we can get that abundant life that God's going to prepare for us is by we sacrifice ourselves and give ourselves more unto God. The more we give ourselves unto God, the more God will protect us. The more God will bless us. So we should make sure we make our calling and election sure. Amen. 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 How can we encourage one another to be committed Christian in the light of a new covenant? We can encourage one another by simple day-to-day thing. We can call someone. We can send someone with the technology technology that we live in our age that we're living in. We, we, we can send someone a, a text and say, you know, be blessed, be encouraged, be ready. Jesus is coming back. We can encourage one another. And by us encouraging one another, you would surprise to see that day, what's going on in that person's life that day, what a difference it would make. You know, I, I got a call this evening from my, um, my brother-in-law over in North Carolina. And um, he, he was struggling, um, having, you know, they diagnosed, diagnosed him with uh, cancer. So he called me and said, um, you know, I got good news. So I said, okay. So he said, you know, I went to the doctor today. And um, the doctor said, I'm good. I just have two more treatments and the cancer is gone. So he was saying, you know, he was saying, thank you for your prayers, in other words. So I thank the church. We have put his name on the board, you know, for prayer because of the cancer that they have. But, you know, we trust in the God that if you make sacrifice, if someone is sick and you pray for that person, we can trust God that because we know we trust a God that is a healer. You may not believe it or you may not have the faith. But if you trust God and you make sacrifice because you pray, come into prayer on Saturday afternoon, you taking the time out to, you know, intercede for someone else's behalf. You never know what's going to happen. It's a sacrifice. But we come out and we make a sacrifice to pray for others. We pray for our community. We pray for those that are sick. And God heareth the prayers of His people. So the more we pray and seek God's face for whatever our needs, in this world. God will bless us. God will heal us regardless of what we're going through because we're trusting a God that says able to do exceedingly abundantly above that which we actually think. Amen. What does a living sacrifice look like? <laughs> if I should define what a, a living sacrifice looks like in your own way let me put this question out to you. 
In your own way, what does a living sacrifice look like? The Bible let us know in Romans chapter 12 verse 1 that we should present our body to Him as a living sacrifice. He went on to say in verse 2, only and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. So, a living sacrifice is one that present your body as a living sacrifice unto God. You should live holy. You should live righteous. You should do the things that will separate you from the world. You can't say you're a child of God, but the way you dress don't reflect a child of God's attitude. You can't treat your neighbor as a child of God and say you're a child of God the wrong way. I can't say I love you, Brother Henry, and yet I treat you like you're nobody. I can't say we are the same, and then when I see you, I turn my back the other way and go the other way. That's not presenting yourself, your body, as a living sacrifice unto God. If you care about others, if you care about God, so to speak, then yes, in order for you to present your body as a living sacrifice unto God, you have to do the things that are pleasing in the sight of God and in the sight of men. Which means you live a holy life, you live a righteous life, you be faithful, you know, you, you witness one to another, you, you, you encourage others when you can, you pray for others, because these are some of the things that you do as making sacrifices. Now if you don't do these things, um, there's no way that you're making sacrifice or making true sacrifice to others. Amen? As a young man growing up, I, I, I wasn't exposed to the things like what these uh, younger generation growing up have in their life, so to speak. When I was growing up as a young man, I didn't have a cell phone, so to speak. They didn't have cell phone back in the days, Brother Tom. We, we, we didn't have no way of communication. The only way of communication would be on one side of the hill and then we'll shout, Hey! You hear me? Hey! <laughs> you know, um, my wife is laughing. Um, and, um, yeah, we were just talking. I live on one side of the hill. She lives on the other side of the hill. So, our way of communicating, Brother Darrell, is if we don't make sacrifice to go to church, we won't see each other. I'll shout over the hill and I'll stand in something high where she can see me. You know, I'm short. And say, hey! And we'll be shouting one to another. And then she'll be on the other side and she'll be shaking and she'll be, you know. And that's the way we communicate. You know, we couldn't go and we could just, you know, relax and say, yeah, how you doing tonight? You know, we don't have that kind of luxury. These young people nowadays, you know, they don't want to make sacrifice. So, because they have everything to their convenience. So, they can go on the phone and they can cool off and say, yeah, things was cool tonight. Yeah, it's a different generation. We're not living in those days no more. You know, where, you know, and I think we should get back to those days. Because back in those days, you know, we, you know, you have to make sacrifice for everything that you need. 
You, you, you want food, you have to go out there and walk to get food. You didn't, you didn't couldn't stand up at the corner and say, okay, I'm gonna get a ride down the street to get food. You want water, you have to walk to the water to get water. You have to walk to where the reservoir is to get water. You didn't just stay right there because we didn't have the luxury of having a running water right into our backyard, right into our bathroom where we have water. You know, so God make it and these times, you know, you make sacrifice to accomplish and get the things that you want in life. But these days, the time that we're living in, things are so convenient. We have everything at the push of a button. You know, if we want, you know, we can actually stay right in our bed and order pizza will be there in less than 30 minutes. You know, so this is the kind of life without making sacrifice. You know, so when we get caught up, you know, we can put our food in the microwave without making sacrifice. We don't want to make sacrifice to cook anymore. You know, we want to get the stuff pre-made. We put it in the microwave in less than an hour. It's ready to go. These are not sacrifices that we're making. So we should never try to get caught up in the things that are in this world. Because once we get caught up with the things that are in this world, then it's going to take us away from the true meaning of what God intended for our life. And then once we, you know, do those things, then God won't be able to bless us the way He wants to bless us. Amen? Amen. Amen. If you have your handbook, I'm going to go right back to the filling right there. Page 21, the missing word there is materialism. Materialism is the most obvious outcome of a straightforward particular focus on self. So the missing word there is materialism. And then we go down to B, which is the other one that said Jesus would often confront C-O-M-F-R-O-N-T, confront the crowd that follow him with a deep commitment. Turn over to the next page. C, in the middle of the page. The significance of the Christian message is better understood in the context of covenant. So the missing word right there is uh, covenant. Go down the next one below that. So in the Gospel of Luke, Jesus Christ introduced the new covenant. So the missing uh, blank there is the new covenant. And the final one is God restore covenant relationship with the humanity by his own blood. So the missing word right there is blood. When when we uh, when we trust God with the things are with the things that God gave us. The Bible tells us about the parable of the one he gave one, he gave three to the other one, and he gave one to, he gave five to the others. Those gifts that he gave to them are those talents that they had. The sacrifice that they made, they were able to increase what they did. The one that didn't 
receiver was blessed was because he wasn't willing to make sacrifice. So the one that gave one, he cursed God and said, why do you give me one talent? The one that he gave three and the one that he gave five, they make sacrifice and they do other things to get their increase. So saying this to say that whatever you give for, whatever you're gifted to do, do it unto God and not unto man. Because God is the one that is going to bless you in return. If God sees you making the sacrifice to utilize the little that you have, then God will open the doors. If God knows you have the ability to do a lot of things, God will make you do it. If He knows you only have the ability just to move this plan, that's the only things you're going to be stuck to do. Because you can't multitask. Because you don't have the ability to do it. So if someone that has the ability to multitask, juggle all these things at the same time, is because God gave them the ability to do that. No, they practice. They make sacrifice to do what they're doing. So they're able to be successful in what they're doing. And this is why it's so important that, you know, as children of God, you know, if we separate ourselves from the things of this world, we won't get carried away with any wishy-washy, if you know what I mean. We won't get carried away with the slightest wind that blows. Because when the slightest wind that blows, you know, it's going to take us with it. You know, so we have to make sure, you know, we try to, you know, stay connected with God. Stay, you know, take whatever comes your way. Just try to stay focused. Try to make sacrifice to serve God. Because it's only what you do for Christ is going to last. Heaven and earth shall pass, the Bible said. But if you trust in God with all your hearts and with all your mind, God will make sure where you're going, the Bible let us know that He's going to prepare a place for us. He made that sacrifice to go out to prepare a place. So He said, where it is, there we may be also. But the only way we can be there where God's going to prepare is by us make sure we're doing the things that are righteous and pleasing in the sight of God and man. Amen. 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 Any question tonight?